This episode is brought to you by Basecamp. When you use Basecamp to run projects, people know what to do, people know where things are, and you stay on top of everything all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Blastro Podcast Presents Moth Movies! My name is Mark Soloff, and today joining me in the Muffatorium <laughs> is my good friend and special co-host, Dave Stecco. That's me. I'm Dave Stecco. Hi, Dave Stecco. Hi, Mark Soloff. Welcome back to the Muffed Movies couch. Thank you very much. Very excited to be here. I'm very excited to be working with you yet again. Indeed. I, I really enjoyed this, and I apologize to your fans. Muff, yes. Uh, so welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Muff Movies. If this is your first time, if this is your first time watching Muff Movies, what are you doing watching it? It's a podcast. You drink us. If this, <laughs> how did you do that? Please, please tell Mark. Are you one of those guys that can see UV spectrum? It's called synesthesia. That's the name of a stripper I once knew. <laughs> Uh, if you are listening to Muff Movies for the first time, welcome aboard. You're on board for a wild ride. Uh, Muff Movies is a show where we take popular movies, we perform them improvisationally, completely by memory, Mm -hmm. using only our minds, our mouths, and some tiny notes. Very tiny. The tiniest of notes. Mm -hmm. Uh, Freak out. (laughs) (laughs) La freak? Say she. Mm -hmm. Uh, Dave, do you have anything to add about this preamble that might stupid brother told me that i ought to do <laughs> no uh I, this is a movie that definitely deserves a muffing i was Ooh. real excited when we discussed it yeah let's get into this movie what are we muffing today how about the highlander oh the highlander this is a listener request it's a movie about swords mm-hmm. and some other things yeah 1986 a, a thick year real thick year ronald reagan was in power this movie is predated by Back to the Future. Back to the Future happened before the Highlander? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. <clears throat> they used, like, the same animation guy for their lightning effects. In, oh, yeah. Yeah. From, like, 83 to, like, 88, one guy was like, you want some blue lightning to go across you, Jedi? <laughs> You're going to go talk to Billy Skirlitz. <laughs> He's the lightning man of Hollywood. The, the lightning king of Glendale. <laughs> and now, ladies and gentlemen, Muff Movies presents you with La Highlander. It is the 1980s at some point in time. Uh, and mysterious voice tells us that there is a race of immortals who are all waiting for a thing called the gathering to fight each other. There can only be one. One what? Well, we're not sure. Let's find out. As the Highlander, Quan Twin Woos. <laughs> this message brought to you by Baby Narrators. Gagagoo. Here we are. Born to be kings, we're, we're the, the princes of the universe. universe. I am a mortal. <laughs> Ow, I hurt myself doing that. <laughs> All right, let's stop fucking about. Uh, fade wipe. <laughs> <laughs> 
we see a wrestling arena. A sweeping camera pans over a crowd of very enthusiastic New Jerseyans who are supposed to be New Yorkers. Right. You can tell. <laughs> you can tell. You, know you can always tell. 1980s hair wrestlers. Oh, God. Come out with their shiny sequined red capes. Oh, yeah. They hit themselves into the side of the ring. What do you call that? Like The, guy was the turnbuckle. The, turnbuckle. the guy was headbutting the turnbuckle repeatedly. Just for fun, like he's a member of Slipknot. Oh, yeah. And there was like silky corn silk O'Reilly <laughs> takes the center of the stage and everyone is in awe of his beautiful hair and not so much his, his physique, but his hair. Yeah. He's going to thrust. He's going to preen. He's a he's hard a, prancing, <laughs> romancing brother of Ted Danson. Oh, that's Red Danson. <laughs> that's Red Danson. <laughs> like Red Hulk. Yeah, and people are uh, in Red Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do not take Red Yoda if you're expecting a child. Do not handle Red Yoda if you are pregnant. Uh, an arena full of 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 working class people shouting like really crazy, like step on his fucking neck. Yeah, yeah, like, a bunch of disenchanted white men with mustaches, like screaming. Yeah, yeah, kill the bum. Yeah, the fucking, yeah, twist his arms off. They're trying to kind of paint the brutal nature of humanity with these, like, magoos. Oh, yeah. And magoggles. Yeah, it is It is just Archie Bunkers as far as the eye can see. <laughs> Ar- Free from the constraints of Edith for one night. <laughs> <laughs> the Archies run wild. <laughs> and yet... In the midst of this foaming, writhing mass of animal hatred and masculinity is one man in a trench coat, still okay to wear trench coats back then. Yep. Just it's a different time. St- staring straight ahead with grim determination. And I probably will mention this again, looking not unlike Buffalo Bill. Wait, are we talking about the actual Buffalo Bill from the Columbian Exposition? Are we talking about <laughs> Buffalo Bill from Silence of the Lambs? Silence of the Lambs. Okay. I have the action figures for both. <laughs> oh, there they are. <laughs> Whoop, there it is. <laughs> so, who is this man? Why, tis Connor McLeod from the Clan McLeod, a Scottish clan. He is having a vision of medieval Scotland and the crazy Warcraft orc flags that the Scotsmen bring over the hillside. Suddenly, he has flashed back into the reality of the 1980s. And then I said to all Edith, I don't care what you do. I ain't hanging out next door to any of them discolored people. <laughs> Jack Napier walks sadly away from the <laughs> racist man. Ah, <laughs> oh, jeez, there, Mr. J, already over here with us. Yeah, there is there is a middle-aged man screaming in Connor McLeod's <laughs> ear about what he should be doing and how he should be enjoying his evening. He's like a um he's like the reverse of an energy vampire. He sees someone who's low <laughs> and he just tries to shove all yeah. his human rage into them. Yeah, he really is trying to emotionally possess Connor McCloud. But McCloud is having none of it. Flash wipe. Parking garage. We see Connor McCloud wearing his trench coat, light blue jeans, white high top sneakers. Yeah. <laughs> And he's walking through a parking garage when suddenly, from behind a car, a strange middle-aged man in a suit. With cool aviators. Yeah. What is this guy? Is he a government agent? Drug dealer? Banker? Mortgage refinancer? Mortgage freeman? (laughs) Uh, Connor McLeod looks over this suited gentleman 
he looks at him and says, we don't have to do this. What does, does he, he say to him? And he surprises him. Huh? McCloud! Uh-huh. Like, instantly seeding the element of surprise that he clearly needed. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We don't have to do this. Yes, we do, McCloud. Apparently, because of battle reasons. Draw steel! Before Connor McCloud can react appropriately, this suited honky whips <laughs> out a elaborate, this, like, cavalier it, saber. It is the sword of Inigo Montoya, made by his father for the six-fingered man. It's it's not what you'd expect to see in a 1980s parking garage. No, and it is later identified, but I don't remember as what. Oh, yeah, they do identify it. That's okay. This isn't a story about swords. This is a story about what swords can do. It can change lives. That's right. Pro- go Trump. Anyway. So, so instantly they explode into combatic fury. Ka-ka, 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 Well, I need... to our mandarin speaking audience (laughs) who realized my pronunciation is awful they'll have a little kick out of that Uh, sparks fly not only between their clashing metal blades uh which is probably chemically inaccurate yeah uh but also sparks like shoot out of car lights yeah there's a lot of electrostatic discharge coming off of these swords in every direction and it seems though as though their their job is to just fuck everything up around them and then turn on each other yeah like they're 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 hitting lights they're smacking water pipes they're they're doing everything. They are they're really doing a number on this garage. This is like one of those situations in a movie where two people have to pretend that they're enemies and the one guy has to like rough up the other one in front of the video camera and then they accidentally break it in the process. Yeah, that's that's the only way out of this scenario. That's what it seems like they're doing. Yeah. They're fighting so poorly and damagingly to everything other than each other. Well, I think at the end of the day they, they really don't want to. Well, that's a you good know, point. They're I think conflicted. Even, even even Connor was like, "Come on, man! Please do not do this." I don't want to fight you. I don't want to fight you. Everybody, <laughs> 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 villages. Guilty as charged. <clears throat> In the midst of the sword fight, Connor McLeod deftly disarms his opponent. Will he show him mercy? Nay. No. He slashes that mother father's head straight off his neck yeah, stock. Instantly. Beheaded, bewedded. We are gathered <laughs> he is here bewedded. today. <laughs> that guy Dearly bewedded. <laughs> that guy gets beheaded. Cut up from the butt up. Oh yes. You're the man now, dog. <laughs> uh cart uh, so the man's headless corpse topples to the ground. His sword Probably falls underneath a car or something. Yeah. Connor McLeod pants. He falls to the ground when suddenly. A st- <laughs> well, if you couldn't tell from all that great sound design, that foley work that we yeah, just did. Quality foley work. Uh, Connor McLeod gets enervated with the, a strange supernatural energy. Yeah, lifts the corpse up off the floor, oh, spins him that. around a few times, then thumps him back down. Yeah, what's that? What? Is... It has to lift up off the floor. Uh, the head. I thought the head would be the thing that would fly around if I was going to pick a half. Well, that might just be silly. Yeah. And we want <laughs> whatever the fuck this is to be taken <laughs> yeah. seriously, apparently. Connor McPherson falls to the ground. 
He pants. He looks around at the moeda he's just committed and decides to stash his weapon. Yeah, he's got to cheese it before the cops get there. And so he just, just kind of whips it up into the rafters. <laughs> just fuck off, sword. Woo! Uh, yeah. He throws his ancient katana above a light and makes for the exit. Skitter, 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 skitter. And then, uh, and again, because he knows the police are on their way, you can hear the sirens. So he plays it real low key by screaming out of the parking lot in this vintage uh, Porsche, just ripping ass around every corner. <laughs> and presumably covered with at least some blood. Yeah, you know, I didn't notice any blood on the actor when yeah. he was in these scenes. Maybe he cut him so hot <laughs> that it cauterized his neck flat maybe his um his old school uh overcoat is scotch guarded to within an inch of its life i bet it's scotch guarded <laughs> then he couldn't wear it he'd slip right out of it <laughs> i don't I understand can't... what's happening to me why can't i go near my own coat <laughs> <laughs> uh connor mcleod's car is ex oh wait Bloop. smash wipe Medieval Scotland. Connor McLeod, now suddenly a long-haired William Wallace-looking motherfucker. Oh, yeah. Is on horseback with an army of 12 dudes riding around actual Scottish ruins in their tartans. Yeah, with actual people from uh, Braveheart. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's very bizarre. But apparently this man that we just saw kicking Nikes and kicking assies yeah. is uh, wearing old Scottish medieval shit, and he's riding off to battle. And everyone's all excited. He's got a, a fair-haired uh, Scottish lass who's all up into his junksness. Connor, Connor, you cannot go off to war without taking me flower. Do you get it? <laughs> Wink. <laughs> Her sassier friend explains the joke to Connor. <laughs> I've never understood local Scottish women, but we're betrothed, so uh, play ball, I suppose. By this I swear, by my humble upbringing in the hills of Scotland, I will return to you, mon cher, my lass. <laughs> Connor, it's me, your cousin. We have, we have said so many things together, Connor, that everything is a delight, and we have an easy rapport of brothers. <laughs> they sure do. What a bunch of happy brothers. I bet nothing yeah. will ever come between them. Nope. Smash cut. Scottish battlefield. Lightning storm. Twenty Scottish people show up <laughs> in their kilts and medieval garb. Team McLeod versus Team Rocket, and they are facing off. They've got their Warcraft banners in the air. They've got their long swords from the Isle of Skellige, which are three. And they've got all sorts of Scottish things. They've and even almost upgraded their, their timber shop so they can make catapults. They're almost there. Just a few more seconds. Troll axe throwers. <laughs> They've even got Stabby McPriesterson. Oh, God, a, yeah. A priest who's not afraid to get his knuckles dirty. Man of the cloth and a man of the froth. <laughs> Suddenly, amidst a storm of 1980s animated lightning, we see a strange figure with its horse doing wheelies atop, yeah. atop <laughs> sweet, of a Scottish Sweet burnout. Cairn. Yeah, this figure is spookier than any of the other warriors. Well, he's got like tier 7 raid gear and everybody else is still leveling up. Raid! Yes, he's got the full dragon armor. Yeah. He seriously has the skull of some sort of arcane beast 
over his head as a helmet. Yeah, like well, they they called them slaughter cats back then, but they were driven to extinction. Which, by the way, a skull I wouldn't think would be a great helmet. Everyone is holding a weapon that's designed to smash a skull. <laughs> yeah, it's like the worst thing to. It's the one thing you know they're prepared to do. <laughs> it's like putting a tissue over another tissue <laughs> to prevent a super soaker from getting you. Yeah, that super soaker's gonna get you. It's gonna get you. It's gonna get you. Hey. Super soakers. Don't get got. <laughs> <laughs> Brought to you by Nerf. <laughs> anyway, this Black Knight is not nerfing around. This is the Kurgan. Some sort of ancient Russian warrior. Yeah, he's a Slavic son of a bitch. Even though he sounds as Eastern European as Garfield the cat. Well, and it's frustrating because the, everybody else, they cast so carefully to make sure they had <laughs> the correct accent for where they're supposed to be from. That's true. But you know, with an actor of that caliber, you got to let him do whatever he yeah. wants. Flash cut to the McLeod side of the fight. Oh, those McClouds are digging in. They're, they're axing, they're, they're taxing, and they are chest waxing. <laughs> they are beating the shit out of their foes. Uh, Connor, whose first battle this is. Yeah, he's ready to finally do it. Do it. He's swanging, and yet everyone's just kind of backing off of him. It's like the, it's like the high school no-clothes nightmare, but for Scotsman. <laughs> Nobody will fight me! Why won't no one fight me? Why won't you fight me? And they all, all the enemy Scotsmen, the red variety of Scotsmen, <laughs> are just like, oh, no, no, no. Ach, no, 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 not that one. Nay, nay! <laughs> <laughs> Everyone turns away from him. It's almost kind of like a sad and lonely thing. Yeah. Like, no one wants to play with me. Yeah, you feel bad for him, because he's it's breaking his poor little tender heart. What'd you say? He's Breakheart? Oh! He's about to be. Yeah. Because suddenly, in a flash of evil, the Kurgan appears. Full black metal death armor. And he swings his mighty longsword manfully at Connor McLeod. Yeah, they, they fight for like one sixteenth of a second. Then eh. Connor instantly goes for the double overhand killing blow, ignoring the fact that his opponent has a longer sword and has already stabbed him. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Any video gamer will tell you that don't use your strong attack as your opening thing. It takes a long time. Yeah. You gotta loosen them up a little bit with yeah. your fast attack. You gotta juggle them up with a, a stun combo. Mm -hmm. Hit them with your boomerang, maybe. Yep. Uh, and especially when you see that blinking spot in the little hole in the chest armor of the Kurgan, yeah. that's what you aim for. Exactly. I, I also know, uh, and it was well known at this time in the Highlands. It is known, Khaleesi. The, the, the Kurgan blinks three times before he goes into his super combo, and that's when you have to do the super punch. Ooh, yeah! Connor McLeod is impaled right in his stomach. <sighs> the Skull Knight, a.k.a. Kurgan, withdraws his deathly blade from the hollow in the boy's thorax. Connor McLeod falls senselessly to the ground. The Kurgan yells out, There could only be one! And he pulls his sword high in the air to do a final decapitory blow upon the prone Scots. That's it, boys! Get him! Oh, no! And then, yeah, the, the, the Scots have abandoned any pretense of armed combat and just rush him. The Dog old, pile. The bums rush. There's no... No swords, no cudgels, just just sheer human flesh. <laughs> just a bunch of dudes. And I like how they never show the resolution of that. No, they all like pile onto this guy and then it's just like 
Six hours later. <laughs> oh, what a fight. Connor McLeod is dying on the field, clutching his guts. He's fisting his hole. <laughs> I can't believe this is really happening to me. My first battle. All I want to do is drive fast, but I don't know what that means yet. Smash cut. Yeah. Oh, Connor McLeod coming around the turn in his Maserati. Suddenly. And the world's most combative police officer, who has already shot five people that night, is looking for a half dozen. The cop car swerves in front of Connor McLeod's sweet Mitsubishi. It blocks his escape. His egress is delayed. No. <laughs> Swarms of cops pull out, which at this point, they don't know what's happened. All they know is that the, some true. sprinklers have gone off. Yeah. And that some there cars was, exploded. Yeah, there was a problem with the, the electrical. <laughs> <laughs> they are all pouring out of cars, guns drawn, and issuing a barrage of contradictory orders. <laughs> There's like a freeze contingent. There's a a get out of the car contingent. There's an on the ground. There's pussies on the pavement. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. There's a lot of different cops. They've got a lot of different agendas. This was before the Cop Unification Act of 1993. Yeah. Yeah. An adherent of police brutality, a man pulls Connor McCloud out of his fancy car and he pushes him up against the the roof. And he is just screaming in his ear, begging. Connor to do something so that he can kill him. Come on, you motherfucker. Do something. Try it. Try it. Get it. Get it. Just do it. Do something. Just do anything. The cop pulls his pistol out and he's like caressing Connor McCloud's (laughs) cheek with it. Cocks the hammer. Don't even breathe. He pulls (laughs) (laughs) as he is this the tip of his tongue gently flicks Connor McCloud's earlobe. Flash cut! If you thought it couldn't get any worse for old Connor McLeod, well, don't worry. It's been worse. I hereby pronounce this man dead. Well, but soon. (laughs) Quit screaming, woman. He's not dead yet, even though the priest said he's dead, but he's not really dead. See how he's moving a little bit? Sure. He's mostly dead. I mean, nowadays with medical technology, it really does change the definition of the word deed. Do you remember what happened to my uncle? Oh, of yeah, course I did. He was well pissed when we buried him. We'll make sure he's dead. And then there was that dead guy who we kept on life support. Let us not forget the back to tank. <laughs> and uh, the front your tank. The, <laughs> the front your tank. <laughs> well, not, not, not. He's dead. <laughs> Connor McLeod hits the snooze button on his life. Smash cut. Back to the future. Crime scene. A 1980s woman named Brenda. With a 1980s name. What's up, Brenda? (laughs) We need to focus up from the crocus up. It's springtime, branches. Okay, we're getting down and dirty. Brenda, a police investigator, is snooping around the crime scene. She finds a clue. It's a four-foot-long fucking sword that was laying next to the decapitated guy. (laughs) She picks the sword up. It glitters in her hand. She sniffs it, gives it a tiny taste. Toledo Salamanca, the year 1400. It's an antique. If only there were an antique dealer in custody. Nash cut! (laughs) Nash cut! To the interrogation room of the police station. Detective Frank... The Um, most New York of all New York detectives. He is very New York, but he's like round and old enough to be kind of lovable. He's like avuncular. 
Yeah, that's a good word for it. He he like almost made it into Barney Miller, but then decided to stay on homicide. Yeah, yeah. Also, uh the 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 officer who made the initial arrest of Nash still just obscenely licking his pistol, pointing it at Nash, and then mimicking explosion noises. <laughs> Connor McLeod looks down sheepishly at his blood covered hands. <laughs> Officers, I was merely enjoying a nice drive. I don't see why I have to be here. You know what this is? It's a sword. It's an antique sword, and you deal in antiques. But of course, you already knew that, didn't you? That is pretty good, Detective, but I fail to see how it pertains to me. Well, Mr. Nash, this sword was used to cut off the head of a guy in the garage. Now, what was his name you told me again? Oh, Facile. Fuck. <laughs> ah, the classic maneuver. <laughs> Wherein the uh, the other officer decides to lean in for a uh, an age inappropriate accusation. <laughs> <laughs> now tell me, what's a single guy like you doing alone in a parking garage outside a wrestling match with a guy who looked like Ed Rooney wearing mirrored sunglasses? One of those man perverts. I think he was looking for a job. And we're not talking about an employment job. We're talking about a real Club 54 job. You know what I'm saying? One of the old... <laughs> the cop is now filleting Nash. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like this, this? this? Is this what you do? You sick fuck. I thought I had seen everything. <laughs> Evil cut to the interior of a car. Ladies and gentlemen, this is an assemblage of the most terrifying things of the 1980s that Hollywood can create and yep. still have the movie be safe for teenagers to watch. Yeah, they, they, only, they almost got an X rating. They had to tone this scene down. We've got a fast muscle car, probably with a skeletal horse painted on the front of it. <laughs> it's evil. It's spitting out bench like, seats. <laughs> It's spitting out bench seats. It's got bench seats, and it's spitting out. It's got times. bench seats. It's spitting out aerosol cans, which are tearing a hole in the ozone layer. And then he pulls out a pristine cassette tape, throws it into the hi-fi stereo. What's your price for flight? Kurgan. Kurgan. Running <laughs> Mr. Rides. Kurgan. Kurgan. Dreamer. <laughs> <laughs> DJ Clue, 1983. Get your Kurg on. <laughs> Smash cut. Flop house. Ding, 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 ding. I need $20 from you for the room. And, uh, you know, if you need anything else, you know, women, hookers, whores, prostitutes, broads, dolly mops, bang tails, you know, you just say the word. Do you know what I am, little man? No. I'm your worst nightmare. <laughs> I love that movie, Rambo. Man, I hate communists. The Kurgan stalks off, stops, walks back to the desk. Can I have my key? Oh, oh, I'm so sorry. Say, <laughs> here you go. And don't forget, we also have ladies of the night. <laughs> Kurgan in a puff of black smoke ascends the stairwell to his flop house hotel room you know you'd think a guy who's immortal would have accrued enough money that's what i mean why is he still homeless stay at a radisson already <laughs> did i say that like i felt like a, why is he still homeless 
Let's not speculate about the Kurgan and his finances. Yeah, Maybe he's just super stingy. He's super stingy. <laughs> uh, he will not send gifts to your mother. <laughs> <laughs> um, we follow Kurgan into his flop house bedroom. He puts on probably gray sweatpants and yeah. a muscle shirt. Just lets his gut finally hang out a little. <laughs> oh, you know what he puts on? He puts on a t-shirt with the arms ripped off at the shoulders. He opens the box that contains his sniper sword. His structurally unsound yeah, his long sword, broad antithetical sword. to the entire concept of a sword sword. Yeah. So Kurgan assembles his sword. It's a, fortunately for him, it's a Capsella snap together sword. Right. Click, click, click. No but, glue necessary. Nope. Three easy steps. And he has a six foot long man He does. Is it a bastard sword? Is it a hand and a half? <laughs> well, it's not a halberd. I'll tell you that much. It was a bastard sword the minute he picked it up. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So he's doing his little sword dances. Yeah. When suddenly the door opens and a hooker walks in. A hooker? Uh, it's me. I'm a hooker. My name is Candy. Are you looking to get some stank on your hang down? <laughs> I'm going to put my sex on you. The ball droid rolls past their door as it closes. That is a joke from a Lost Muff Movies episode that was never released. <laughs> anyway. Forensics cut. Oh, hey, Brenda, what are you looking at? It's me, your, uh, you know, forensic scientist friend. <laughs> I mean, we don't. Yeah, if you're not doing anything Saturday night, perhaps... Shut up, I have some exposition for you. Oh. I just found some metal shavings. Well, if you need any help uh, studying those uh, metal shavings, I, I'm sure I could put in some extra hours tonight. I don't think that'll be necessary, because I'm all about the job. Wait, the job like the kind that the detective interrogator likes to talk about? <laughs> yeah, n no. Oh! <laughs> Brenda snaps his neck. <laughs> there can only be one. <laughs> Smash cut. To the parking garage, Connor McLeod. Skulking around, sniffing for a sword. Somebody's got a secret. He sees a flashlight. Someone else is in the garage with him. So he decides to creepily hide behind a pillar, peeking out as only a French pervert can. <laughs> what have we here? <laughs> Said this spider to the fly. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Brenda, medicine woman. De Brenda, the deadly police agent who is also a forensics expert, uh, is looking around in the parking garage, trying to get further clues, I suppose. She's already been here once. Yeah, but she wants to, she's on the, she's on the clue, on the, the trail of a hot sword. She needs she needs more proof. Sounds like Candy the hooker. <laughs> <clears throat> That's right. She's got to get that proof, baby. When suddenly... Uh, she hears the jangle of a French coin fall accidentally out of a man's pocket hole. Oh, no. <laughs> Mon Dieu. <laughs> she looks around in all directions, gets spooked, and runs out of the garage. <laughs> Flash cut. Ding, 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 ding. Bar. Brenda walks into the bar, shaken, not stirred, and sits down across the bar from the bar creep. The barkeep is quite accustomed to her being there and has been feeding what is obviously a steady addiction for some time, asking her no questions and just leaving the bottle on the bar. 
Welcome to the town of Skirmash. I'm Deckard Cain. This is an ancient horodric mead. Tell me when to stop pouring. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, thank you, Deckard. No one ever believed me when I told them that it was two for one on Wednesdays. <laughs> <laughs> but now everyone's here. Suddenly she notices in a puff of white smoke a fiendish Frenchman appear in her periphery, who then deploys the smoothest of all entendres to open up the means of communication by just barking out, Parking garage! <laughs> it is literally, he says it to no one and everyone. And it works. Yeah. Uh, Brenda looks suspiciously over her ladylike shoulder. Well, Mr. Nash, I seem to recall you from police custody. I seem to recall you from the parking garage where I saw you tonight. Did you follow me? I want to walk you home. Check, please. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Brenda is out like a shot. Sorry, Highlander. That doesn't work as an opening line. Smash cut. The night streets of New York City. Brenda is walking ahead, panicked. McLeod trails her like a cloud of Mc... <laughs> uh, he is tailing Brenda real hard. She, Brenda makes a turn across a soundstage alley, when suddenly, with a clash and a clatter of blades of steel, the Kurgan attacks Connor McLeod. Ah, Highlander, we meet at last. There can be only one. Are you making fun of me? No, we all have to say it. We all say it all the time. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> but I mean, you know, the voice. Oh, yeah. I mean, I yeah, no, I'm trying to throw you off. You. There can be only one. Thank you. I feel much more comfortable. Oh, okay. now. I mean, I don't, I don't want to step on your toes or anything. Okay. Yeah, as, as an artist, you're allowed to do whatever you no, want. It but... makes sense. We each have our own. Attack! Ah, Am I too late for this? Batman swoops down. I don't have a sword. <laughs> Krogan. Kro Shepard. Krogan versus the Highlander. <laughs> they are fighting with their swords in a honestly lackluster fight. Yeah, they're really not putting their backs into it. <laughs> they're mostly just showing off for Brenda. That's true. They love Brenda. As all of us must. A more alert police department than there ever has been on the face of the earth just shows up with a police chopper and spotlight. Just knock it off. <laughs> Stop it. All right, boys, get the cold hose. <laughs> For whatever reason, the police helicopter <laughs> yells at them to knock it off and stay off their lawn. And <laughs> I don't know why, but these immortal fighters... Go, oh, fuck, we better get out of here. Yeah, they just cheese it. It's the cops. We might get shot. <laughs> like, nothing happens. Uh, yeah. The helicopter doesn't follow them. But it's it tells Brenda everything she needs to know to want to know more. Ooh, she got a ton of taste. Now she <laughs> wants the whole picture. <laughs> um, Brenda uh, follows McLeod. Hey, 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 what was all that back there? What's going on? He called you Highlander? What does that mean? Don't you know? It's not about everything you want. He snaps his finger and sashays away. A sash cut. We see a Scottish tavern 
made out of earth and clay. People are drinking grog out of pots. A tiny dog is doing tricks. The jester is telling his merry tales. And it is a quaint and idle time for all of us. The kinsman of Connor McLeod. Yeah, and he definitely died. I watched him, and the priest is like, he's dead. But then, you know, we'll, we'll trace. They always say it too early. Well, then we stuck around, and yeah. then he was dead. And then he was dead. He was dead for sure. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh crap. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Two Scotsmen are put in isolation as the other is just slowly, quietly brick and mortar them, <laughs> cask of Amontillado style, into the building. Suddenly, the door bursts open. My friends, it is I, Connor McLeod, feeling better than ever. Connor McLeod, it's me, you're... Oh. His betrothed. His betrayed. Ooh! Uh, turns to him, and suddenly her eyes grow wide with terror. What is this devilry? Connor, it's me, Angus, your brother. I love you like a brother, but you're obviously some sort of Satan's puppet. So tell you what, we're going to be cool for about eight more seconds, <laughs> then we're going to elaborately beat you in front of the town. Everyone stares in silence. Suddenly, ding! <laughs> toast pops out of the toaster, and everyone opens fire on Connor McLeod. He's attached to a, a harness yoke of punishment that leaves tender ribs exposed. Oh, the punishment yoke. His arms are tied to a thing of wood. It's a rolling crucifixion. It's cruce mobile. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone in the town is just kicking his ass. Burn him! I say we go to burn his motherfucker! Burn him! I'm the most Scots guy here. My beard's got bees in it. <laughs> and I say, we let him go. Oh, the one-eyed Odin, who's technically not Scottish, but yeah. still a pretty powerful alderman in their uh, district, yeah. <laughs> declares with his bee-filled beard that they release him. Yeah. And they do. The Scots give him uh, one final good-natured birthday smack on the tuchus yeah. and send him packing with Off it. Off to make his living with his arms strapped to a log over his head. Mm-hmm. Much like getting a degree in the liberal arts. Yeah. <laughs> Time cut. <laughs> Five years later. McLeod has done well for himself. And is doing well for herself. The old creaky door. Classic <laughs> McLeod sex move. <laughs> well, your door's fixed, Heather. Now perhaps we can go and frolic in the field sexually. You see, <laughs> I it, love it. When it comes to audio drama, it's theater of the mind. Something that sounds like sex might just be me fixing the creaky door, and you're the pervert for thinking of <laughs> sex. That's on you, listener. <laughs> Take it from me, Heather McGregor. Heather McGregor, uh, Connor McLeod's new lady that he's in love with, who is. You know, I'm sorry to be so superficial, cuter than his last betrothed. Oh, by a long shot. She is not the working man's Juliet Lewis. No, no, he, McLeod goes up. The good fella, the Highlander is uh, loving up on his new Bonnie Heather, and uh, they're making love in the big fields of flowers. They're like splitting logs, building cairns out of stones. Horse cock cut. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Suddenly. A giant. 
floppy horse dog crashes through their pristine serenity. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the man astride the horse is wearing the red livery of a fop. Yeah, he's the dandiest of southern fops. A single bejeweled diamond-encrusted earring dangles from his tanned ear. This man is none other than Juan Sanchez Villalobos Ramirez. Chief metallurgist to the king of Spain. <laughs> what are you doing here breaking up my love making? <laughs> Why, Colonel McLeod, we are brothers. What do you mean? Oh, my fucking head. <laughs> Connor McLeod is overcome with a supernatural weirdness. This power seems to be squishing down on him as Sean Connery, dressed up in his red medieval finery, stands over him laughing. What you're feeling is the quickening. <laughs> Cloud cut. The quickening. Lightning, animated by a 1980s animator. Yeah. Fills the sky, and Connor McCow moves out from the shoes out. <laughs> he freaks out. <laughs> it is obvious that this Scotsman Spaniard... Well, I'm actually Egyptian. This self-proclaimed Egyptian is somehow creating atmospheric disruptions and making Connor feel real weird. He is obviously a man of substantial supernatural power. Lake cut. It is the Loch in Scotland. Juan Ramirez is paddling a boat and singing the letters to the word balance. balance. Yeah. It is entirely possible that Connor McLeod was illiterate. Yeah. So maybe Juan Sanchez Villalobos Ramirez was like, listen, it's not just about the sword work. You need to learn to balance on a boat, and you can't be afraid of water. Water is your friend. The human body's made up of 98% water. I never learned to swim, you, you crazy Spanish bastard. Oh, how crazy am I? Slosh, slosh, slosh. And into the drink goes the Scot. Braveheart tumults down to the bottom of the sea. He's but, freaking out. But before he goes under... He proceeds to screech and wail like a wee girl. I'm drowning! Help me! As if no one could tell what was happening. He drowns. Yeah. He's a dead man. Dead man at the bottom of the loch, just checking out the view. Yeah, Connor sinks like a stein yeah. down to the bottom. He He's out of air, but he's okay. What is this? Is he an immortal? Can a man be his equal? And in true Scotsman fashion, decides, well, while I'm down here, I might as well, I don't know, fuck up some of this kelp that's around. He just starts swinging a sword listlessly at things. <laughs> yeah, he has a big underwater playtime. Eventually, he emerges from the water, as we all must. Yep. Uh, Sean Connery is chilling out, playing his game genie. <laughs> McLeod tries the amphibious assault out of the water. Doing an apocalypse now. Yeah, he's got the, the double arm strike and... and Ramirez is dead in his sights, and as he unloads a full salvo of sword, yeah! Ramirez is nowhere to be found. What? Until the gentle touch of sword on the back of his neck. Your attack was slow and clumsy. Ramirez, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Smash cut. Training montage. We see Ron... What? 
we we see Juan Ramirez riding on his brilliant stallion and McLeod having to run behind, much like Rocky and his trainer. Yeah. Right? This is a, this is a very classic 80s training montage. Sword practicing, log lifting. Loaf dropping. Loaf <laughs> dropping. <laughs> Suddenly, in a moment of clarity, Juan turns to McLeod. Now listen, there are other people out there who are immortal, and they'll try to cut your head off. But you're safe if you're on holy ground. No one will violate it. It's tradition. Do you know what it is? Tradition. Tradition. <laughs> anyway, that's it. Good job for today. Hitler <laughs> showers. We see the final moment of the montage. Juan Ramirez walks Connor McLeod out onto the beautiful beach. For some reason, there's a stag right next to the beach. Yeah, that does not care that they're there. No, it's a bizarre thing. McLeod. Look at that stag. Can you feel it? Can you feel the stag? It's starting to creep me out. Can you feel its heart deep inside of your body? I can feel the stag. It's called the quickening. This whole scene is undercut by uh, Sean Connery starting to prance and fidget in the manner of a wild animal. Yeah, it's real bizarre. Sean Connery is like kicking his leg and like snorting his nostrils as he becomes more <laughs> one with the beast. I don't, I, I still do not understand the quickening. Anyway, they psychically merge with a stag. And then they run it out. And they have a run. Let's yeah. just run out from the fun out. They run, they jump off a cliff into the ocean, they giggle, they slap each other, and in the end, they wind up on the beach exhausted. Giggling, telling secrets. <laughs> having the best time. Ah, uh, if only this could last forever. And it does. The Smash dead. cut. The Scottish market. It's a bustling, fun area. <laughs> Heather is just just adorably trying to put a chicken in a sack. I can see what you're thinking, lad. But you know you cannot have a baby with her. All immortals are impotent. Why did you tell me that? Well, I just thought you should know why when I was married three times, uh, every time my wife died, I was super sad. So just dump her. You should probably dump her. So you dated three times, but you're saying I can? No. You, I do not want you to hurt, lad. I'm just going to ignore you, okay? All right, you can ignore me, but you cannot ignore this. Sean Connery pulls his dead wife's skeletons out of a bag. <laughs> ha! <laughs> they get heavy after a while. <laughs> In an attempt to change the subject, Juan then says, Oh, by the way, that man that killed you is the Kurgan. <laughs> The Kurgan. The Kurgan. The Kurgan! <laughs> we see an ancient montage not seen in the actual film of the Kurgan in his early days as a savage Russian aristocrat feeding children into a wolf. Like logs into a fire. No, no. That's how they coins their homes. into a slot machine. <laughs> no, no. Ching, ching, ching. Yeah, that's what we got to worry about. So, better so, get good with a sword. So, if he, if he wins the prize, which is also somewhat nebulous, if he wins the prize, we're all fucked. Well, what happens when we beat the bad guy? Well, then you win the prize if you're the last one. But what if you are, what, I mean, what if it's you and me? <laughs> 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 
Let's go find a stag. Blaster Podcast is part of the Chicago Podcast Cooperative. If you like our show, you might like some of their other podcasts. Like the Koch Brothers Mystery Show. The Kurgan! <laughs> <laughs>